CCGR broadcast again this Sunday. Happy Easter. And uh, we certainly trust the Lord's blessed you, and He certainly has us. And we just thank the Lord uh, for the services this morning so far at the church. And uh, uh, pray for us that we'll all stay awake tonight. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyway, uh, we'd like to extend an opportunity to you if you don't have a home church to go to. Please come out and join us there at Fellowship Baptist Church, located at 631 Squirrel Creek Road. Uh, here in Newland, North Carolina, our Sunday morning services are at 10 o'clock and our Sunday evening services are at 5 o'clock and our midweek prayer meeting is at 7 o'clock and the, pri- and the prayer room is 15 minutes prior to each service and if you don't have home church, do come out and be with us, worship the Lord with us and uh, we'd love to uh, fellowship with you and, uh, and, and enjoy the good presence of the Spirit of God and like I said, if you don't have a home church, if you do have home church, that's where you need to be and uh, back your church and if it's a right church and if it ain't a right church well just come on over <laughs> and uh, we'd love to have you and uh, maybe you can uh, see the differences amen uh, that's one of the good things about having so many churches all over the country is uh, uh, if you don't like what you're here in one place you can just go down the road about 50 foot and yep. maybe they'll tell you something a little amen. bit different down there amen <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I'm so thankful for my Bible. It don't change. Amen. Amen. Uh, if I interpret it correctly, uh, the Bible's true. If I interpret it incorrectly, the Bible's true. And it don't change. And so I'm glad that I have that anchor this afternoon that is steadfast and sure that I can rely and depend entirely and totally upon Amen. the Word of God. Amen. And uh, so do come out and be with us in any or all of our services. Like I said, we'd love to have you. Uh, springtime hopefully is coming. Uh, you know, we, we keep uh, opening the windows and the doors and looking out for springtime. And and it kind of winks at us and then mm-hmm. goes and hides behind a cloud. But uh, hopefully uh, springtime be coming up. Uh, we got some missions, things uh, going on uh, this summer. And we certainly desire your prayers. Uh, that Lord will just bless and he would be honored and glorified in all of those endeavors. And uh, always looking forward to doing something for the glory of God. Amen. Who are we that the Lord would use in some small part? Amen. And uh, I know there's some folks down at the Cranberry House tuning us in this afternoon for the first time. And uh, we hope that you receive a blessing from the radio broadcast today. That's certainly a blessing to us this morning. Uh, some of the, the uh, folks from the rest home come up and worship the Lord with us this morning at the church. And what a blessing. Uh, that, yeah. that was Amen. and uh, Lord willing hopefully they're going to be able to start coming uh, at least on Sunday mornings uh, hopefully regularly so uh, do pray that uh, uh, that we'll uh, uh, just be courteous and kind and show the love of God Amen. and that, that's what it's definitely all about Amen. and we're nothing uh, outside the grace of God my righteousness is still filthy as it's ever been but because of his righteousness and because of this Easter day that we're yes. celebrating today uh, folks, it's not uh, it's not about the Easter Bunny. Uh, it, listen, it's about Jesus uh, resurrected out of that grave for your yeah. sin Amen. and for my sin. And I thought uh, long and hard and when wanted to preach today on a simple thought on, um, on, on he got up so I could lay these things down. Yeah. But the Lord's led us a different direction and we won't be obedient to him. Yeah. And so do pray for the broadcast. And uh, we've got Crystal Gale's great, great niece <laughs> here with us today. Yeah. And uh, I just said that to get everybody's attention. Amen. <laughs> Crystal Gale, I ain't heard of her in years. But no, uh, but uh, uh, well, it, it, we probably could pass it off. Her name's Christian, anyhow. But she's going to come around and sing for us this afternoon, and then we'll get into the scripture reading today. Amen. You want to come around or you want to stand back there? I'm right here. Uh, you can't see her, but she's back there. I come to the garden. 
and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known he speaks and the sound of his voice is so sweet the birds hush their singing and the melody that he gave to me within my heart is ringing and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known yes I'd stay in the garden with him though the night around me be falling but he bids me go through the voice of woe his voice to me is calling and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known Amen. If you want to read along with us today, we're going to be looking in the, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 26. Matthew, chapter 26. Uh, Mitch done a sunrise service there at the church this morning and, and was all over this. And the Lord just be, just kept uh, keeping it on our hearts. And so we're going to try to be obedient unto Him here this Amen. afternoon. So do, do pray for us as we try to do what the Lord would have us do. Matthew, chapter number 26. I want to look at two little, or three little verses of Scripture. And Matthew 26, verses 47 down through verses number 49. And a, a, a kind of rare or odd subject for Easter Sunday, but uh, uh, I mean, hey, it's all the Word of God. Yeah. Bible said in Matthew 26, 47, And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came with him, and, and came with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. Now I really want you to notice, uh, emphasize that last statement in verse 48. He says that, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. Let's pray. Father, God, as we bow in your presence, you Lord, once again this afternoon, Father, we do come with a humble heart. Lord, you know, Lord, that we can't stand behind this podium, Lord, and do anything within ourselves that would be profitable or beneficial to anyone. But, Lord, today, God, we just come depending and relying upon the good Holy Ghost of God to help us in body, help us in spirit, that we might be attentive, Lord, to your voice, that we might be sensitive to the Scripture, and, Father, that we might be obedient to your spirit. Now, Lord, we need your touch. We need 
your help. And we certainly need your hand here this afternoon. Father, use the radio broadcast today as only that you can. Help us, Lord, I pray, Father, to bring honor to your name. Help us, Lord, to put a guard about our lips that we won't say anything contrary to the word of God, but, Lord, that we would speak the words. Uh, Lord, with boldness and with power that needs to be spoken that someone may hear, uh, Lord, today. And we'll give you the credit and the honor and the glory for whatever you do, as best as we know how, for these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. As we look here in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 46 this after, or 26 this afternoon, uh, we're looking at a man by the name of Judas. And everybody that knows anything about your Bible knows some about Judas. But sure. I've never hardly seen Judas on this fashion before. Now, Give you a little background of what's going on. Judas is one of the disciples, one of the 12, and he is the money holder. He's the one that's responsible for what they spend, and he's responsible for getting their food and the things that they need as a journey in Jesus' ministry. And so, and then we find that G, that Judas goes to the Pharisees and the chief priests, and 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 he sells Jesus out for thirty pieces of silver. One of the most, uh, probably the most famous uh, texts that people know today. And we see that the, the after he sells him for the thirty pieces of silver, he comes and he, I read you the scripture today where he said, "There he said, whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he." Hold him fast. Now, with the help of the good Lord, I want to preach on this simple thought today on the unbelieving follower. The unbelieving Man. follower. And before we get much more to that, let me say a couple of things about Judas that will get your mind trained in the direction, if you will, of the thoughts that the Lord's given us today. Uh, and I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. G uh, Judas wasn't just a greedy man. We think of Judas, we think of him being uh, 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 loving money. And we know the Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. And we look at Judas about how that he would have been a greedy man. He was more interested in a dollar uh, than he was in the spiritual things and the things of God. And that's the stereotype that we have of Judas today. But let's look at him on a little bit different fashion here this afternoon that we might uh, scratch down into the scripture and find some truths that, uh, that I believe is, is biblical today. Uh, Judas wasn't just a greedy man. Yeah. Possibly Judas wasn't even a greedy at all. Now, Man. if I was a smart person when it comes to my finances, I wouldn't go out and spend my money on on things of this world when I've got things that has to be took care of and yeah. things that I, my family may need. And so if I went out and I just blowed all this money, well, you'd say that, that, that I was just careless and uh, not responsible. But if I took and I paid my debts and I done what I was supposed to do, then you would say that I would be responsible now, wouldn't you? Sure. Now, I don't know the, the exactly the, the money situation that they have here, but I do know this. Judas, is, his responsibility is the responsibility of taking care of the funds right. or the money uh, in this ministry and making sure that things are taken care of financially. So Judas really, uh, I mean, he's the one that we see when they break the alabaster box. He said that could have been sold and fed the poor. And then Jesus says, the poor you have always, but I've got to go away. And people talk about how Judas was wanting to, to have the money more, but that's not really uh, what the Bible's trying to say there. He's just saying that, that that could have been more efficient. Then Jesus has to correct him to show him what's more important. So having that said this afternoon, Judas might not have even been a greedy man. But he did have the feeling of responsibility. He didn't merely just sell Jesus out as he's been portrayed and stereotyped, I don't think. I believe he would never was really a true believer. 
Amen. I believe that's where the, the, the fault in Judas lies. I believe today that he was an unbelieving follower. And I believe that I can prove it from the Word of God this afternoon where the Bible says that whomsoever I shall kiss, that's a sign to the chief priest men, the soldiers that come to get the Lord. And we see that, but he said, whom I shall kiss is not the important part. But then Judas, now he spent all this time with Jesus, right? He has seen the miracles that Jesus has been yeah. able to perform. And then after having all of that, he says this, that same as he hold him fast. Yeah. So Judas never really believed that Jesus was the son of God or he wouldn't have believed that man could have held him. Right. And then that leads us into the different denominations and doctrines and beliefs that we have of today's time. I'm afraid today that we've got too many people, or one is too many, but we've got so many people today uh, that are following something and they're believing in something, right. but they're not believing in the true Son of God. They're Amen. not believing in the true Word of God. Amen. They're not believing in the salvation of the Lord Jesus Amen. Christ. And they're followers. And listen, I've knocked on a lot of doors in every county inviting people to church and say, hey, would you like to come to church with us? That's why I go down so-and-so. And, and that's fine. We don't want to drag someone up from their church by any means. But then when you ask them, are you, are, are you a Christian? And then, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. And then they'll tell you about where they got baptized. And then they'll tell you about uh, how this has happened, how that's happened. And listen, I don't, I'm not interested in your swimming hole or your no, dunking hole. Uh, I'm interested in, have you really, truly been born amen, again? Amen. Have you been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ? I mean, listen, are you drinking from a different fountain yeah. since you had an encounter with something that we can't explain, but we know that it's true, and that is the Holy Spirit of God that comes amen. and deals with the heart of the sinner through the preaching of the word yeah. of God. Amen. Well, I'm right there. Let me amen. just go ahead and let you turn your radio off when I say this. God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them which will believe. He didn't yep. choose the foolishness of singing. Amen. He didn't choose the foolishness of seances. Uh -huh. He didn't choose the foolishness of visions and dreams amen. and wonders right. and tongues and all these things. He didn't choose that. He chose the foolishness of right. preaching amen. and he said that that preaching is to preach the cross, is to preach Jesus and him right. crucified, right. risen, and coming again. That's the gospel in a nutshell this Man. afternoon. I'm sure you know it's, it's a lot bigger if you break it down into all the details, but that is the true gospel yes. this Amen. afternoon. And if you're following in anything other than the blood that Jesus shed on the cross for your sin, if you're following in anything other than the power of the resurrection, God raised him from the dead. Yep. And if you're trusting in anything else today, friend, if your appointment with death comes, according to Hebrews 9.27, and, uh, and and as pointed unto men, uh, excuse me, pointed unto men wants to die. And after this, the judgment, your judgment's coming. One day, right. sooner or later, you are going to leave this world. Sure. Yep. Sooner or later, this flesh, this body of clay, is going to lay down because it can't live uh, continually, everlastingly, eternally in the power of the flesh. Yeah. But God is a quickening spirit that He may, and that soul is alive, and He can make you alive by allowing you to be born again. Sure. Jesus tells Nicodemus in John chapter number 3. Most popular scripture is 316. But before you get to, uh, to verse 16, Nicodemus comes to him. He's a ruler by night. And, and he comes to him and, and he tells Jesus his situation. He, he comes and he's confessing uh, about his condition. And he's curious and he wants to know. And Jesus tells him, he says, except a man be born yeah. again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Right. I mean, he, that's what Jesus said. And you might say, well, preacher, I believe Jesus was a great teacher. Well, why did he teach that then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's a great teacher, and he was, and he is, 
He's a good teacher. Uh, but listen, a good teacher ain't going to teach you a false gospel. Never. He's not going to teach you a false doctrine. Amen. And a good preacher ain't going to preach you a false hope. Uh-uh. A good preacher ain't going to preach his opinion. A good preacher is going to stand behind right. a sacred pulpit and he's going to be called of God, qualified of God, Amen. and he's going to preach the Word of God. That's Amen. Right. Uh, listen, I'm not trying to throw those stones at nobody. It's just the grace of God that I'm where I'm at today. And it, by sure. nightfall tonight, I can mess up and slip up and do something wrong. And a lot of the things that God's doing in my life can be taken from me. But I'm telling you on the authority of the Word of God today that this is the way God set this thing up. Man. He said that, that He sent a preacher. And if you read yep. Romans chapter number 10, uh, down, uh, down in verse 9 through 13, I believe where it's at, so it's in there. And it talks about how that if you call upon the name of the Lord, thou shalt be saved. And it says how, the, how you're going to hear unless that there be a preacher. And God's got to send the preacher. I'm not boasting in preachers. I'm boasting in the position right. of the preacher. Amen. Man. And he said, how shall they hear except they have a preacher? And how's a preacher going to preach unless they be sent? See, I have no glory in preaching the Word of God. It's all to the glory of God this afternoon. But we understand here when we get to Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 26, we find that Judas is betraying Jesus here. And he's already went and he's already received the the silver. And he comes and he kisses him. He kisses the door to heaven. But then he tells the men, the men that is armed with worldly weapons, that's him. Hold him fast. Now, if Judas really believed that Jesus was who he said he was, right. if he really believed what he had seen Jesus do, shouldn't he have known that man couldn't hold him? Yeah. yeah. Amen. I mean, it makes perfectly good sense to me. But he tells me, he said, that, he said this is him, the one I'm going to kiss. He said, hold him fast. Hold him. I really believe with all of my heart that Judas was an unbelieving follower. I believe that he was believing in some things, but it was emotionalism. I believe that uh, maybe due to the circumstances of where they're at, the the situation of the the finances of this particular part of the country at this time, I don't know what it is, but somehow, some way, some reason, I believe in the flesh, in his carnality, that he's seen something to cling to, something to hold to, might have been a position of power. I don't know. While I'm on that note, let me say this. Uh, uh, Dear church members, it's out there, especially pastors. If you've got uh, church members and they hold positions in your church, I'll tell you how to find out how spiritual they are if you really want to know. If they hold a position of leadership in the church or a position of teaching or whatever that office may be, if you take that office from them and see how they respond. Yep. Amen. Amen. Yep. I'm afraid that we're living in such a culture and a time that people's got into these positions and they've got so comfortable that they are letting that lead them Amen. and they're unbelieving followers too. Now Amen. they might believe in the salvation of the Lord. They they might have the, uh, the 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 way to heaven right, but the way to follow the Lord until He comes and gets us. Yep. So we've got to be careful about how we follow. Amen. Because you can be born again and still be an unbelieving follower. Yeah. I don't believe that Judas was because the Bible said that when he went out and hanged himself, that he uh, he went to his own place. Now that uh, you can say, well, he lost his salvation. Well, I can't find in the Bible that he had it. Amen. I see that God called him into that position, but I don't see no conversion. Amen. I mean, if it's there, I've not noticed it. I've not seen it, and I've looked for it, and I could have overlooked it, uh, but I don't believe that you're going to find it today. I believe what's happened here, that he's a victim of circumstance, and he's an unbelieving follower. And I'm afraid today that we've got so many people because my mom and papa went to this right. church, yep. because my mom and papa done this, because this has happened in their life. Yep. I had a man tell me one time he knew God called him to preach because there was 30 turkeys in a field on his way to church one morning. 
And I told him, I said, sound me like there's 31 turkeys. One of them was driving the car as he went by. Amen. Ram. And so he, I prayed and told God, if you want me to preach, there'd be 30 turkeys in that field. And he said, and I stopped counting, there's 30 turkeys. So he went to church, now she's called to preach. And, and I mean, hey, that ain't the way God calls no. men to preach. Amen. God don't give us signs and wonders today. I mean, listen, that, that, that's just, that's unbelieving followers right there. And, and listen, when God, the Bible said that the gifts and callings of God are without repentance, and when God calls a man to preach, you can't get away from it. Amen. I mean, if He calls you to repentance, you can get away from that. You can drown that conviction in the cares and affections of this life. But if you're saved by the grace of God, and God calls you to preach the Word of God, you can't. That's a fire that you can't put out. And listen, and, and it's without repent. And God is going to continue to work because that's God's plan. Now. Why would he do that? I don't know. You have to ask him, amen. Yeah. All I know is that's the way that he works, and and all I know that is that there's a way to follow the Lord this afternoon, and that way to follow him is through the Word of God. Sure. It ain't because of my opinion or what makes even uh, sense to me a lot of times. I, Lord, let me preach this morning on how that God has the peace that passeth all understanding. Amen. If I could understand it, where's where's the faith? Where's the hand Amen. of God? Where's right. where's the ability of a of a higher power than mine yeah. uh, that I can believe in, that I can trust in? And, and folks, that's just where we're living at. Yeah. Amen. I mean, here we are in April, the uh, third uh, of the way through the month of April in 2019. And look at the, the circumstances that we're in. Look at the, all the contrition that's taking place, all of the confusion uh, that's going on in the world today. I mean, everybody's against everybody. Right. And, and, and it seems like that the Christian is losing more and more and more of the rights. And it ain't because it we're powerless, it's because we got so many people that's unbelieving followers. Amen. My God can do anything except a few things. You say, boy, that's a contradiction. No, there's some things my God can't do. One of those things is He can't lie. Right. He cannot lie to me. Amen. I mean, if He tried a million years, God cannot lie Amen. because guess what? He ain't nothing but truth. Amen. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes from the Father but by me. So if He is truth, that means there's no lie in Him. Right. Amen. Amen. So God can't lie. God can't steal. Uh-uh. God, listen, that's why Jesus went to the cross. He, he ain't trying to steal nobody from the devil, no. but he paid a price. Yeah, and that man. price was, and the Bible says, we see that uh, Peter and, and, and uh, I can't think who it was, over in the book of Acts, they're going in uh, there at the gate that's called Beautiful, and they find a man that's laying there uh, by the sheep gate, and, and he's asking for alms. And they say, silver and gold have I none, such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. And I just take up thy bed and walk. And the Bible said he leaped right. up to his feet and he's going and he's telling everybody about what the Lord right. had done. Now, why did that man, why did he do that? Listen, he was a believing follower. Yeah. Amen. He believed because what God had done in his heart. Amen. You say, preacher, how can you convince me? All I can convince you with today is the word of God. And if you're, if you're lost without God, I can't use the Bible to convince you. Because this Bible spiritually discerned. I know I'm out in deep water right here. Uh, but listen to me. I, all I can do is I can believe that the Word of God is the, is the final authority. And I believe that history backs it up. And I believe that the Word of God, the power of God backs it up. But if you're lost without God, listen, this is a spiritual book. Amen. We talked to a man there last week. And he said, I get so much more out of the NIV. And and I just, it, it kind of confounded me for there for just a little bit. And he was raised in an old-fashioned Baptist church. He said, but you know what? I don't. I can't hardly believe that. Hmm. Because if he was raised right, the Bible said, train up a child the way it should go, and so it's not depart from it. 
Amen. So, and I know that that's maybe a big issue some of you may have when you try to witness to people. What do I do when they come to me and say, well, the NIV is easier to read? Well, my Bible tells me it's spiritually discerned. Amen. And there's things in my Bible I cannot understand because, number one, I don't need to understand that particular thing at that particular moment. Amen. And God will reveal it to me because this book that I possess is a living Word of God. Amen. Listen, it's alive. The, the, the Holy Spirit is the author and it lives in the pages. It li yeah. He lives in my heart and it comes to life as I need it because I'm a believing follower. Oh, now I'm not talking about the the, the Jones Bunch. I ain't talking about drinking Kool-Aid with, with poison in it and right. things of that nature. But I'm talking about just the simple truth of how to get to heaven. The simple truth of how to walk peaceably in this life. The simple truth of how to be circumspectly and upright in a lost and darkened world. And the Christian is losing their rights because a lot of the so-called Christians won't believe and right. follow the Amen. Lord. That's right. Amen. And the Word of God tells me that no weapon form shall prosper against me. Yeah. I mean, the Word of God tells me that Jesus is talking to Simon Peter there as they coming down from what's now called Syria in, into Israel. And, and he tells them, he said, Thou art Simon Peter upon this rock, not Peter, but he's talking about himself being that rock. He Man. said, Upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. But did you realize the place that they're at, geographically speaking, is called the gates of hell? It's actually a place there where that they would take and offer their sacrifices of their lambs and their different right. goats and different animals, and they'd throw them into a spring. And if the water would turn red coming out of that thing, that meant that their sacrifice wasn't accepted, and it's called the gates of hell. And another reason it's called that, number one, it's a cave back into a mountain. So it looks kind of like a gate. And then number two, it's a place as travelers would come back in those days. And it was uh, uh, just like an oasis in a desert land. It had a flowing creek and, and greenery under the water. And they had, uh, had little buildings built. And they, they had uh, uh, saunas to clean to open your pores and get the dirt out of you where you traveled through the deserts. And, and then they would have uh, uh, wrestling and, and different things of entertainment. And they had even homosexuality. They had prostitutes where that the women were valuable to the men, especially in those days, so that they would take young boys and they'd keep them clean. They yeah. made them available. And Jesus walks into the scene where this place, these things were happening. And Jesus tells Peter, he said, the gates of hell. He's referring to this hellacious act and, and the, the evil doings of the people. He said, the gates of hell should not prevail against it. What he's saying is, I'm going to build a church that this kind of sin, this kind of Man. evil, this kind of, yeah. uh, of just wickedness will not prevail over the church. And listen, I'm part of the church because Man. I'm born again. Yeah, right. I'm part of the church because I'm a believer that right. followed the instruction of the Amen. Word of God to yeah. obtain salvation. And God tells me that, I, that listen, I'm part of that church and, and, listen, and, and, the, and the gates of hell ain't going to prevail against the true church today. Man. So why in the world do you want to go to a place where they got a comic book up there that's got a panel of homosexuals that sets and writes down these things and then puts it into your hand and calls it the Word of God? Why in the world would you yep. want to use something that's been watered down, cut out, Man. when the Bible Amen. itself tells you that if you add anything to the words of the prophets of this book, that the plagues are that will be added unto you that are written therein. And if you take away from the words of the prophecy of this book, that your name shall be taken out of the book of life. Why in the world when God said don't change one jot one right. tittle why would you carry something that's not authentic you say Amen. okay sure right. that King James Bible's not neither let me tell you something this King James Bible is copied down from the Texas Receptus in the original language and that's as close as you're going to possibly ever be able to get in the English 
speak in language. And I know some of you doctors out there might be listening. It's Easter and you think you're doing a good deed and listen to the radio and act all spiritual. Hey, listen, if you ain't got King James Bible in your hand, you ain't got the Word of God. You say, well, it contains the Word of God. So does a trash can with a Snickers bar in it. But I'm not going to go drag a candy bar out. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get me one off the shelf. It's fresh and clean. Amen? Amen. That's the same way with the Word of God here this afternoon. An unbelieving follower. Judas was an unbelieving follower. And you know what? It's his choice. Yeah. I mean, it's up to him. He could have followed the Lord. He had the same opportunity the other 11 disciples had. And but you know what he chose to do? He chose to believe in emotionalism. He chose right. to believe in things that weren't right. He believed in doing things that made sense in his own mind, but it didn't work with the plan of God. It didn't work. And listen, I, I know that sounds plumb crazy, and I, uh, that's a whole lot to take in in a 30-minute broadcast here this afternoon, uh, but you got to understand, you better be a believing follower and not an unbelieving follower, because if you're an unbelieving follower, what, guess what's going to happen? One day you'll lift your eyes in hell and you're going to say, boy, I wish that I'd have listened to a man of God preach and teach the Word of God so that I'd had the opportunity to escape this awful place. And may God bless you until next week's our prayers.